Bird is just trying to convince you to be a gold digger. That's it. Who's gonna be? Who's uh, it, what, I believe what, the what, term is gigolo. What's the gold digger uh, context? What are we talking about? I lost track. Uh, and who's be gold digger? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Literal. I mean, everyone's gold talking about how pretty he is in the <laughs> oh, comments. Oh, literal, literal gold digger. Yeah. 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 I there's live, gold in the, the river. Yeah, you'll I live just, in the right you'll state. You'll just have you'll just have moonshine. Problem solved. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Comes all the, the all them commenters think he's real pretty. Andrew? What? <laughs> People think I'm pretty. That's that's weird. I don't remember know when you, the that. moment you like showed your face after doing a few uh, voice acting videos and stuff. Oh yeah, people did comment. It was like, "Wow, you look really good." I'm like, "Uh, okay." And then one person, made, one person did <laughs> the awkward split between like, "You got a re you got a good face and a good voice, but I like your voice better." It's like, "Why? Why did you have to say that? Why did you have to you say that?" Shoes. I just like listening to it, not looking at it. That's like, that, that's, okay. that's like doing like I love. That's like the one the guy, that one person was something like saying like I like sad games, but Andrew's the funny one. I'm like. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Why is that comment necessary? That just seems like a rude thing to bring up. <laughs> yeah, it's like why would you like why would you point? It's like you're going to like an award ceremony. You're like, yeah, this studio won an award for doing something, but that guy in particular is the one who won the award. <laughs> it's like, damn, whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five was good, but really, it was all Kojima. That's the thing, you know. Like if you, it's like, yeah, congratulations to Kojima Productions, but mostly only Kojima. And it's like, <laughs> other people, other people work here, man. All right, like, podcast Kojima officially is... started. Then this is we're already on a roll here. Because uh, I have been right. recording. Yeah, absolutely. I not. Well, I have not so. Well, they're gonna we suddenly go. pop in all of a sudden then, because surprise start of a podcast. Well, everyone just needs to remember what we were just saying. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Are you already? Uh, no. Are you recording now? No. I am. No? Well, come on. I'm trying to, I'm but Audacity just crashed. I'm already predicting <laughs> that Mr. Kojima's audio and face cam will be lost for this recording, so we can't uh, include Kojima. him properly. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> yeah, Hideo Kojima was actually here for this entire podcast, but we just tragically lost all of his audio and video, so we couldn't prove it afterwards. <laughs> it's crazy. That's yeah, what, it was, that's what I it thought was, was really impressive how you got him to come here in the first place. I mean, props to you. Too bad he will never, ever return to this event. Yeah, I'm sorry. Andrew, I, that's I what I thought it... was going to happen the whole time we were recording Jackbox with the developers. I thought we were just going <laughs> to lose all evidence that it ever happened before ah. it hit YouTube. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so I got a game today from a developer. Developer is a fan of mine. Oh. Go on. And they want to play with me as part of it. <laughs> oh, it's Go adorable. On. And it's adorable, and I'm just like, I'm not prepared for this, and my schedule is the shittiest. How I, do. I, I know it's cynical, but from the comments, can you tell if they're genuinely a fan of yours, or if they're one of those people yeah. like, "Yo, I love your channel. I totally want to do a let's play of my <laughs> they game." They started with you. talking to me about my Vagante playthroughs. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, have... I got I got comments like that before for a game, but they were clearly just trying to do be a part of the let's they're play that represents to... their game, so they can be well, a part of the advertising. So I asked them for a copy, and then they're like, "Oh, whoa." <laughs> You're the Vagante guy, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> that good. That's what you're known for? Yeah. While you guys were waiting for me to realize that you were all waiting for me, yes. Um, <laughs> I was playing the new Homeworld game. Any of you guys yeah. play RTSs that much or no? Nope. Mm, nope. Okay, so the very first mission is... So before you start the game, it's like, you should play the tutorial to understand how to play. 
All right, cool. I get that out of the way off camera. I start the first mission. It goes into the, like, half tutorial, half, like, deadpan, like, you need to do this mission because the world is doomed, and if you don't do it, then we're all dead. But, like, with that level of delivery, I'm just sitting there for ten minutes being like, all right, so you're telling me to go attack something. Awesome. You're telling me to go collect resources. Great. You're telling me to how to repair things. Amazing. I have not been talked down to from like a gameplay uh, perspective like that in so long. It's when you I don't get even the think like the original StarCraft was like that. Yeah. Like, uh, freaking, we're, I mean, we've been playing Dragon's Dogma. Oh, yeah. That. That initial segment is awesome. You know, shit's breaking, goblins are everywhere. You fight a chimera at the end, and it's like, by the way, like, you don't need to do these things, but you should probably, like, climb onto the chimera and cut that snake head off so oh, yeah. it stops you, you poisoning you and stuff. You can however you want, but it kind of has almost like a Star Wars text crawl of all the commands in the game <laughs> and the things you can yeah. potentially do. Like, I actually really like that, because by the third time through it, I'm like, I'm a master of this. But, like, the first time through, I actually felt like I was being challenged here. Oh, right, because you and... played the prologue, like, three times now, because you keep starting yeah, over. Be... Uh, yeah. Well, the first time was because all my footage was 15 FPS. The second time oh. was because, um... I guess this this is the second time. I've been through it twice. Huh. This would be the third play playthrough? No. Yeah, this would be the third time I've just started over twice. Yeah, I noticed that I dismissed the Koof uh, companion, and when I went to resummon them, they were suddenly, like, half the level, and I think female, with pigtails. <laughs> no, no, that is definitely male. It was definitely not the same Koof as before. <laughs> no, it changed. It is green, it has pigtails, and a giant mustache. Yeah, I had to, That's okay. I, I had to get rid of the first version of, of my horrible pawn clone you've created because he had a horrible chipmunk, chipmunk voice that was just the worst thing to listen to. So I, I picked it, and it was just like, an, it was like a high-up voice, and I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, slightly annoying, just to annoy Keith a little bit. And then it just went into full-on, like, just bad artificial chipmunk, and I'm just it like, It was the worst... Ugh severe sound yeah. ever i know i turned off voices for a while because i didn't want to hear him no i didn't either i took I him on one mission to, to, to go find the witch basically and then immediately disbanded him so he lasts about 25 minutes of a 30 minute episode well this one <laughs> apart from looking horrendous should serve you fine oh jesus <laughs> That's that's what I hear. That's what I like to hear from all the brothel girls. <laughs> Madame, bring me your most serviceable girl. <laughs> I mean, but the problem is, I specifically created this one to annoy Keith and named it after Keith. So it's like creating a shitty clone of Keith and being like, "Have fun," and he's just like. I don't want to. Like you held, oh, like you took this. a picture of me and then inverted the colors in Earthen View <laughs> and then melted it under a candle. <laughs> and that's and that's this that's what this is compared to me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what a art degree will allow you to do. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh God! <laughs> I mean, it's a statement you've about, seen my Dark Souls faces. Oh yes. <laughs> so I guess this is the the podcast has officially started at yes. this point. I don't know. I'll, yes. I'll, okay, cool. It'll, I'll figure it out in editing. You know. Okay. I'll figure it out. In good luck, Keith. I'll piece it together. <laughs> we can't keep starting over. So, so yeah, I, I kind of missed the boat on what even Dragon's Dogma is. Okay, so I'll contextualize so, this stuff because I was good. Uh, it's basically a Western style RPG. There's, it got a lot of comparisons to Dark Souls early on because it has a few systematic 
comparisons, and also because Dark Souls was brand new when it came out, practically. But they're mm. also kind of rare, you know, like solid action RPGs. Most of them are kind of like the flighty button mashy kind. Yeah. And this and Dark Souls are much more methodical in their gameplay. I'm, I'm just finding that upon further reflection, the combat style kind of is more reminiscent of of Dragon Age 2 than anything. With a more yeah. hack and slash yeah, sort I, of I feel combat. A lot, I feel like it's a lot closer to Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition. Yeah. But no really thing is you're not clicking the right stick to lock onto an enemy. I wish you could lock on, oh, though. I, I constantly <laughs> wish you could. I, I got fucked by, I think, the Hydra, because... I was, like, trying to back away with the shield up, and my character just, like, turns his ass straight forward, and suddenly I receive giant snake to the ass, and it was bad. So here's my kind of prediction here. That's the worst place you want a giant snake. (laughs) I think Dark Souls changed the future of Western-style action RPGs in that I think ever since that game happened, like, the, the click something to lock onto your opponent in an RPG... It technically existed before, but I think after Dark Souls, it's going to become so standard to the point of like, like Halo's two joystick first-person shooter controls. Mm-hmm. Like I think ever since yeah. Dark you know Souls, what's came interesting, out, you kind of just have to make your RPG have a lock-on mechanic as part of the combat. That's not a bad thing, yeah. though. No, it's you, great. You know, you know what's interesting about Halo about the two joystick command or control thing is that actually Goldeneye allowed you to do that. It did, but it was C buttons. You it, could see button strafe, mm, and I did it all the no, time, and no one knew you could. It wasn't like that. I'm talking. There was actually a control scheme where you held yeah, one you controller in each see- in each hand. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't know that like, one. You mean like yeah. pad used- and joystick? No, you use the two sticks. There's no. There aren't two sticks in Goldeneye. Uh, no, you two have two controllers. controllers. What? Yeah, you hold yeah. one <laughs> controller on your left. So you have a player two controller in your right hand, and it controls one wow. player. Yeah. I, like like a like a Wii, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. When I played Goldeneye, I would use the left hand on the joystick and trigger, and my right hand would be on the C buttons because you could strafe with them. Huh. And so I was basically playing it like a Halo back then, but except my right hand was four buttons instead of a joystick. <laughs> but it, it totally I worked. Played, I stomped. I only played Goldeneye like twice, and I was playing with my neighbor who knew where, like, knew every map, like the back of his hand. Would get oh, the golden yeah. gun and would shoot me before I could get anything. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, gold just gonna go outside now. It was fun, but it was not balanced. It w- it would have been great if like we all had the exact same skill level, so we'd all like more or less just bum rush the golden gun and kill each other on the way. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't even know how to move yet. The, the cool or thing about Goldeneye is just works. that its its controls are so weird that they were really weird in a strange you had to, like, way. The shoulder button to do the the crosshair thing. Like, in a strange way, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, instead mm-hmm. of being dated, although some people will just view them that way and be like, this is bullshit, this isn't like shooters, Yeah, they're almost so different in their controls that it's a different type of game, basically. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, playing Did Perfect you, uh... Dark co-op in the hardest difficulty, trying to go through the, the campaign and do that. the objectives. It was awful. <laughs> it's fascinating, like, the way the game controls. How? Like, your gun is not locked to your camera in a shooter. Mm-hmm. How many console FPSs actually existed by that point? A no, lot. Hardly any. They just really? did at that point? There were a ton. Not a lot. Just people didn't like them that much. <laughs> yeah. Not, there, okay, I, not I, a lot I of memorable a, good ones. <laughs> I guess not, not a ton in comparison to any time after that, but there definitely existed. They were just weird because no, yeah. no one agreed on good ways to make them. So everyone was just really good at making platformers. So that was most of video games. 
you so ever, like, there was 2D platformers and then 3D games came out, so then it was like, now the platformers are in 3D and you collect 100 things in every level. Yeah. Did you, did you guys ever see the uh, the gaming in the Clinton eras series? Oh, no, yeah. No. I've seen Never I saw one, of or, one or two his, of the episodes of one, that. One of his videos, he talks about Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and like one of, the, one of the offhand, he makes this really great offhand comment of saying like, like, uh, like nobody cares about multiplayer because uh, that's not really important. But we couldn't test it anyways because we only had one controller. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you're more salty about the fact that it was included in the game versus like it's not very important. Mm. Like, but he like basically like berated Goldeneye for being a really shitty game for a lot of like really obtru- <laughs> like really weird reasons. They didn't know. Like, well, they he, didn't know what they didn't know what to make good back then. Like, well, it, yeah. he was he was like upset that it followed the movie. Oh, like he was like, well, why would I play a game based on a movie? I just watched the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, do you not do you not understand what video games are for? And he's like, I, he's like, I really don't like the fact that you can't just when you're looking down, you you have to look down and pick up a weapon. You can't just walk over and pick it up. I'm like, that's not how bodies work. You don't just walk over weapons and they just to magically sure, that's appear exactly in your hands. How games asshole. work now. This yeah. is true. In every shooter, except for maybe like Fallout and games where you are supposed to stare no. at the floral at the time, like Bioshock <laughs> and Fallout. Like aside from those games, you do just walk over stuff and get them. It's super yeah, but... awkward to do it otherwise. And like from a multiplayer perspective, imagine if you had to look down to see the gun with a controller. Yeah, yeah. specifically Ugh. a Golden Eye controller where with, you have with, to with your C sticks. You to... Yeah, like because mm-hmm. <laughs> with a game like Perfect Dark or Goldeneye, you had to look, you had to point your gun at the bottom of the screen and to make your screen start scrolling like you're playing an mm. RTS with a mouse. That's yeah, how, isn't that's that how, how FPSs work. with the Wiimote work too? Yes, have, like in that's... the center of the screen, you have like your aiming zone. And I then tried towards that. the region, the outer edges. That's how you like look around and stuff. Oh yeah, oh. wasn't there like a, yeah the Metroid games a, and stuff for the Wii Metroid, that multiplayer? Exactly. They were basically yep. the continuation of the control scheme from Perfect Dark, which was mm-hmm. baffling and crazy and amazing in some ways. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it kind of works in Metroid. <laughs> I tried mm-hmm. a different game called I want to say it was like Fuse or something. Uh-huh. It was it was like this really bad uh, first person shooter, and they were like hyping it up to be like the next Halo, but for the Wii. And mm-hmm. I tried it, and, like, Shell and I were doing, like, a 1v1 deathmatch just to try it out before we, like, played the campaign mode. We couldn't turn properly, so we just, like, mm-hmm. bumped into each other, slowly started turning towards each other, ended <laughs> up, like, rotating past each other, and then I fell off the map and turned off the Wii. <laughs> sounds sounds about right. Sounds about right, It was right, not yeah. fun. And then I watched her play Metroid, and I'm like, holy shit, this is, like, actually good controls. Why did nobody do this? <laughs> I don't know. I still can't really use a controller to be nearly as accurate as I can with keyboard oh, yeah. and mouse. Well, you'll never be able to. Yeah. Like, there's some people that can be that good, mm-hmm. but like, there's a reason why they don't connect um, Call of Duty multiplayer to yep. uh, PC like, across PC the to Xbox. console. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I was playing Halo with some friends in high school. And I had a friend of mine who was an extremely good shot with a sniper rifle, and I started screen-watching him a little bit just to see, like, man, how does he aim that quickly? Fucking aim auto-assist, gigantic hitboxes and shit like that. I felt so cheated when I realized how exactly, like, sniping works on the console games. Yeah. What's crazy is that that trend's actually continued further in that direction. Yeah, So that now... Like, we, like, me and Andrew did that Unfairnament series where we would just force people to play random games against each other without any context, basically. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. We, t- we took two people who play Call of, Call of Duty games all the time and had them face <laughs> off in Halo 2 for the original Xbox. 
mm-hmm. and they couldn't aim at each other. <laughs> they were literally in the same room with each other in freaking midship, a tiny purple level. And they were running around in the room shooting walls and stuff and not each other. Because in Call of Duty, you press the uh, the iron sights button to automatically aim at your opponent like yep. you're playing Grand Theft Auto 3. That's kind like, of that's amazing. what Call of Duty is compared to, like, yeah. Halo. Like, Halo is the hardcore shooter of console games now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's weird. It really at is. least in Halo, you have to shoot at people. There's, like, a little <laughs> bit of aim correction to help make up for a little bit of precision. But you still have mm-hmm. to shoot people with their crosshair. By comparison, yeah. yeah. So, shall we re-rail this uh, podcast and get to some of our viewer questions? Because I have one, and you also had one from comments, I guess, Keith? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I never finished contextualizing Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We didn't kind of get off We topic. just said Western RPG with controls and stuff. But and uh, now we're on time the, the, to important, Halo. the important <laughs> thing about Dragon's Dogma is the fact that it has a four-player party that consists of three NPCs. So what you mm-hmm. do is you make a you make a main character from scratch, like you do in a lot of Western RPGs, where your character's not really a set in stone character. And then you, mm-hmm. like, forty minutes into the game, you make a second character, which you call, which is called your pawn, and it's sort of this kind of like emotionless guardian character that follows you around, and you also have control over as a full character. But then you go yeah. to these stones where you summon pawns from other people's games as your other two party members. And then, yeah, you, yeah. and like okay. people will actually recruit your pawn into their game, and you get those like benefits mm-hmm. for them going on adventures because your pawn can actually learn yes. details about which is, quests they have. Which, which is how Wander made the, which is how Wander made the coof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So that that that, and, that mechanic and the grapple mechanic are the two noteworthy things in this game. The, the, the grapple mechanic is, is you can either, so good. Yeah, you can either pick hmm. up if it's smaller than you or your size. If it's smaller than you, you can pick it up and throw it. Like goblins, you can literally pick up and chuck around, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been tossing them off cliffs. If it's like a human-sized opponent, you can like sneak up behind them and grab them, like you full Metal Nelson Solid them. style, so people like kill them off your hands, basically. Mm, uh, yeah. You can pick up explosive barrels and rocks too. But then if it's something huge like a chimera or a hydra, if you grapple them, you can literally start climbing them up, climbing up them Shadow of the Colossus style, and, and try to like hack off individual limbs parts. and stuff. That sounds awesome. Yep. That's so really good. RPG, so but it's, even, it's a cool even mechanic. Even beyond that, even beyond like going up to different like vulnerable parts, uh, mm-hmm. so the Cyclops will frequently do like stomp attacks. There's a Cyclops enemy, it's pretty big. If you leap up and grab its leg as it's like lifting its leg, you knock it over and then you can biff it in the face a bunch and then grab the face as it's getting back up and then biff it in the face some more. Yeah. Like, it feels so good, and I'm floored that no games do this, because, like, imagine in Dark Souls if you could, like, hop on top of, say, the ancient dragon, so instead of him breathing fire on you, you're trying to, like, scuttle around and avoid whatever. I just imagine that are, like, if you climb on top limbs. of the ancient dragon, he flies up in the sky and just does, like, a barrel roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure Dark Souls that, would just, like, dick house. you over way more. <laughs> nah, I think that grappling mechanics and like really strong things like that really push games towards what they're trying to achieve you know you want to have these really epic feeling moments where it's like a really small hero and this gigantic mythological beast and you have to like climb on top of them and stab them in their face basically and you know the the problem i have with dark souls for example is that you're fighting this thing that's 50 feet tall and you kill it by stabbing it in the big toe 90 times. Yeah. And that slightly breaks the immersion for me. So it sounds like this game, 
Dragon's Dogma be... really nailed managing to make it feel as epic as they were trying to make it feel. Oh. It's a little bit janky, but okay. yeah, they they definitely do the big monster fights better in terms of like immersion. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could definitely still I shin would... kick Dragon's Dogma bosses to death. <laughs> Yeah, Go it just figure. takes longer. Okay. <laughs> Bloodborne actually really took it a wish... step forward in the right way also in the sh- in that aspect where a lot of the really good ways to hurt Bloodborne bosses were to trigger a, a moment of weakness where you could stagger them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when they were vulnerable, you'd it, a lot of the, t- the attacks there would involve like an animation where you're just obliterating their head or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. I really want... I'm actually... Uh, I got two points here, but uh, I really want procedural damage, so if you hack on the limb enough, it falls off or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I'd be more okay that with that from like, a Dark Souls perspective. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. But from it, a programming I mean, standpoint, that just sounds the, like the, awful. The, the boss it's called really the hard does that. Mm-hmm. Really? In Dark Souls 2, the boss yeah. called the Rotten. Right. It's you hard can cut his arm he off. D- he dies a little too fast, but yeah, you can mm-hmm. actually make his arms. I've if you forgot his about arms, that. They actually fall off each individual. You can do that with the uh, with the lost giant or the last yeah. giant, too. And, th- well, and that's no, what uh, that's what a lot off. of bosses no, you can, do. And... You can actually chop his arms off. It's really hard to do. I saw somebody do it in a YouTube video. You can only do it when he does. It, you, it's so rare that you actually get a chance to hit his arms. But if yeah. you do hit them enough, he actually like can't rip his arm off because he loses his other arm. Yeah, huh. yeah, you can yep. you can That's definitely take the limbs off the la- the last giant, and a few other enemies. But like, you can I mean, take the tails off the of boss like twenty had... Dark Souls bosses. Imagine if the, the boss just had like one big health bar and then like seven other health bars, so like leg. And if you yeah. just do enough damage to the leg, it's not that the damage is procedural; like you're cutting bits off programmatically. It's just like mm-hmm. they have a stump pre-existing there and a leg pre-existing there, and they're just kind of stitched together, or you know, the model changes. When you yeah. cut the bit off. Because I know it works that way in Monster Hunter, but it's only, like, certain parts. And I think it would be really nice if, like, you specifically are aiming at this one dude's leg, and suddenly he's legless Pete. And suddenly the boss becomes trivialized because you were that focused on one specific specific section. But then you have to program the behavior to model all those different states you can be in. Yeah, all the and different that animation sort of types. Really f- yeah, the animation yeah. state That's machine true. actually isn't so bad. It's literally just programming the behavior... To change and because like now when like yeah. the enemy loses an arm or a leg and which right leg it like all yeah yeah it gets... so you just have this really weird state machine where it's like okay if I'm missing and it blows up in complexity really fast where it's like if you're doing this attack and you have one leg then <laughs> this should be the result of it but if you have two legs then it should do something more like this at that point yeah. you are like kind that. of asking for the level of logic and the character design that you expect that the game actually normally only demands from the protagonist. <laughs> Right. Of like how do I really behave with these 17 different complexity. weapon sets and stuff. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'd still like it mo- if more enemies had at least one weak point that you well, could hack off yeah. and deny and something. We'll get to that point in a couple more years. Like 10 years, yeah. that's going to st- be stuff that's pretty much built into engines years, and will be pretty handled. <laughs> uh, I mean, a couple. <laughs> eh, you know. The other, the other point I was going to make is... Um, you know, we mentioned Shadow of the Colossus, we mentioned Dragon's Dogma, we mentioned Dark Souls having an influence on Western RPGs. Problem is, I don't actually see that being as true as MMOs being the main influence yeah. on, like, mm-hmm. RPGs, which is pissing me off a little bit. <laughs> Why? Uh, just because MMO combat, combat is really boring, but, like, a lot of people have been making RPGs that are, like, sort of MMOs. Like, oh, they yeah. were going to Xenoblock, be an MMO, and Xenoblade then they... Saga, Dragon Age Inquisition... Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Xenoblade's a little bit easier Fallout just because 4. it was kind of a fun game. Like I, I was already used to the combat system and I enjoyed it. 
but it really did feel like it was built to be an MMO at first. And then they were like, no, never mind. Mm-hmm. And so the story felt like it was made out of cardboard. There's definitely uh, a lot of games sucks. now where they just make a giant map and then fill it with enemies and generic quests that yeah. take up more time. So in a weird way, games yeah. are becoming more and more like Assassin's Creed. And I don't yeah. think anyone really wants that. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer yeah. when you enter a game well, like... I like I like the idea of a big open living world, but they don't do that. It's just usually yeah. a bunch of hot spots <laughs> with events and side mm-hmm. quests to clutter it up. I mean, Saints Row 4. And a lot of trails between them. Like, what, yeah. but, what game nothing. ever feels like it has a living world anymore besides, like... Well, Witcher 3. GTA. GTA. Yeah. <laughs> but does GTA I mean, even, though? Because GTA... Yeah. Like, GTA... Like, like, people are doing things. I would say things. GTA, yeah. The problem with like, GTA least... is that it's uh, it's convincing on a macro scale. Yeah. It's kind of like how you can look at SimCity. SimCity 2012 or whatever. Yeah. And if, mm-hmm. you're n- if, you're not st- if you're not following the individual characters, it looks like it's a real city that's working properly. But if you pay... And if you're on a micro like scale at all... Too. It, it, yeah, like, Same tends thing. to shit itself. And, like, the problem yeah. with GTA is that, like, literally, like, standing in a, in a hallway or, like, on a sidewalk, someone will assault you because they they get mad at you because you're near them, even though you they walk up to you. Because, like, everyone's <laughs> mad at you I, yep, all the time. Yep. People randomly well, deck you to, in like, the face. Well, welcome to, like, New York City or San Andreas. Like, those, it's those... mostly because they have this philosophy of stupid shit equals fun yeah and they've it, kind of always had that like, but like it's, it's, it's a situation it's where you, you, can, you can launch gta 5 and stand still and then get arrested as yeah, a series of events argue... that happen with the world just doing things to your character mm-hmm. basically yeah, I, but... I would argue though that like grand theft auto isn't really like a living world like how often do you see a person you know come out of their house hop in their car drive to their job you know get out of their job a couple in-game hours later drive to mcdonald's Stop. I mean, but that's the thing. <laughs> that people do that. Like, you'll watch. You can watch people get into a taxi cab and drive off, and yeah. like they're going well, to a destination. And like that's the that's. And then the, the second the, they they disappear behind a tree, you never see them again. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, but I mean, there's only I, so much you can I would like to be ask. able to stop yeah. and see what he does mm-hmm. over the course of his day. Well, but, like, you can do that time, though. Like you can follow that time, guy in the taxi cab, yeah, but very you just can't let him get away or he'll disappear forever. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I'd I'd want to run into like this this soccer mom in her van. Like two minutes later, there she is again, still on her way to you know the school to drop her kids off. I will say GTA I mean, guess... Five is a more convincing simulation than yeah. Fallout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fallout was just <laughs> I Fallout. I mean, that make... was just I'm event getting... hotspots and I'm I'm about small seventy enemy strongholds. episodes now into Fallout Four, basically, and. I'm just getting mad at all the characters who speak. Just, oh, all, yeah. just all of them. Because, <laughs> like, the game keeps making you go into these headquarters for various factions to do anything, basically. And so, like, I'm dealing with a railroad for now, Example, for, for example. It has one entrance into that base, and there's just people in every direction in this relatively dense room. So you're entering the radius of, like, five characters per moment as you walk through the room. And if you enter anyone's Ooh. radius in a Fallout game, they, start talking they immediately to you. talk to you as if you are as if you were obviously yep. talking to them. And, and they're I rude to you. That. Like, God damn it, I'm busy. Can't you go bother someone else? And I'm like, I who are you? <laughs> like, sometimes <laughs> I literally don't know who the person is yet, yeah. and they're mad at me for bothering that them. And I'm like, just I didn't even into... yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have that problem just walking into Diamond City. The NPCs walk by me and they're like, 
you know, generic NPC dialogue. Oh, yeah. And someone steal your sweet roll. Well, sometimes three people walk past me at the same time and say the exact same gossip. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not enough of it to keep yeah. it interesting. And they say it simultaneously. I so mean, Wander, point... it's, it is the wasteland. There's not that much going on. <laughs> but you have two people, a man and a woman, slightly desynced from each other, talking about, where's Nick gone? more or less and it sounded really freaking weird because like at first it was completely synced up and then it you know split off because they're different people and the voice acting was different and i was just like i'm not okay with this what's rough is none of it's contextual either so like in the railroad someone was testing a gun so they test the gun something goes wrong something kind of blew up and he's like ow my arm and he's holding his arm and then he's like what then they're they say something like man diamond city is really run down these days like yep. <laughs> literally a second later they just turn straight towards me and gossip at me and I'm like dude you just got blown up kind of like what the f-? <laughs> but immediately there's no personality or character to anybody there's no continuity like people no. don't even know to just like say maybe shut up for five seconds after this you thing know, happens like in every and uh, it's the same thing that happens in the op- the opposite fork there with like a uh, wasteland in wasteland if you ever accept a quest from anybody the exact moment you finish the dialogue, a pop-up box shows up from their a little quote box pops up over their head that that says something along the lines of like, "Man, you haven't gotten that thing yet." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, a millisecond happened, yeah. and the game's already broadcasting that message that the game they should know better than to give me already. <laughs> like, just give it yeah. a basic timer at least before the first time that message pops up. It's it's rough. There, there's a lot of yeah. Like, like I, I with. With Fallout specifically, I, I ran into the issue of, like, I fixed the wasteland by building enough cities that are stable on their own. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every time I show up in the city, people are like, oh, there's this problem. We don't have enough of this. And I'm like, yeah, but I built this entire Minuteman network of other cities that you can communicate with to get <laughs> fucking supplies from. Like, why don't you people communicate? Why do I have to be the damn postman? You know, I really <laughs> want to play that. Fallout 5, your character doesn't matter. The game will oh, solve yeah. itself whether or not you're there so like say if it's fallout 4 all over again you have the settlement say your character's not there what's his face still sets up the settlement starts preston building it up without you does it. Yeah. <laughs> preston, preston just does it on five preston does it <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I imagine it if like the characters weren't just like prop things yeah. but they actually had like behavior so if if you just spend all of Fallout resting in bed over and over and over again, eventually <laughs> Preston takes over the entire, you know, Commonwealth as well, like I would this like I, just Legion general thing. Mm-hmm. Wait to a hundred years. <laughs> I would I, I would almost say it would be better to like I want to play Fallout Five where I just play as dog meat. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Because no one talks like, to you. <laughs> yeah, because no one talks to you. You're just a dog, so no one like, bothers dog you at all. Island, but. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like Homeward Bound apocalypse style. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not Airbud Airbud Fallout Edition. (laughs) I don't think I'll play that. Like like, one. Actually, no. I would totally play Airbud Fallout Edition if it was something along the lines of like Blood Bowl, but good. Yeah, like I'll only play it if you use the NBA 2016 engine. Like, (laughs) yeah. It's very specific. But with dogs. I would love to play like a simulator in an in Airbud sim game. Oh no. That sounds awesome. You have to manage the Airbud team. It doesn't even have to be a uh, a, a um, You know what? No, that'd be a great indie game. Yeah. You're trying to accurately portray what would happen if a dog was on an NBA team. And so like the dog's trying to dribble and it's just awful. And like 
you're just trying to not get in people's way and hope your teammates can win without <laughs> you for the most part. And, like, it's only one mission long because there's no way you can win <laughs> a, like, serious basketball game where one man is a dog. It well, sounds like I, a perfect uh, indie jam game. Yeah. I, I feel like it'd be exists. great to... It, it's like probably. I would like it to be a game where it's you have to, like, get a dog scouted by the NBA. <laughs> like, you have to make a dog play so well that he gets like it's scouted a realistic by the NBA. <laughs> the only choosable character is a oh dog. Oh, my God. It's oh, called, like, so, like Airbud Underground or something. <laughs> You're not even playing the games. You're just, like, managing it somehow and, like, kind of yeah. background RPG statistics and, like... Well, exactly. A management oh game God. where you manage a team of dogs trying to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Coach mode from, like, a Madden game, but with dogs. <laughs> I would almost be willing... Like, various things. Like, <laughs> one of the players is an anthropomorphic washing machine. <laughs> He just, like, rolls the ball around and shoots it out into the goal. <laughs> exactly. So the top search result I got was uh, the strange story of the pro basketball player who broke his leg and made a video game that's GTA with dogs. What? What? Wait, that's what, what I got for trying to look up GTA, looking up a uh, uh, basketball dog video game. <laughs> oh, I thought you, I, I thought a, you like, just went like on the world of cel-shaded dogs. It looks like an iOS game. Oh. Yeah, that's better than what I do. I just go on Google News and I click, like, top news articles, and it's always just the worst stuff. We live yeah. in a strange world. I yeah. was the world's first professional Iranian basketball player who to ever play in the USA. <laughs> and then he broke his shit oh, in 2011. Wow. And made, it, and made this dog game. Hmm. All right. We, this is... Well, with that... Let's segue into <laughs> oh, yeah, viewer questions. We have to do that at some point. Oh, yeah, right. So in our first ever podcast, we got a question regarding D&D, &D, basically. And it's it's kind of a, a question I'd expect to get because we talked about D&D &D and it's like the basis of a lot of the RPGs a lot of us have played, but a lot of people have never played it before and don't actually know where, it's, where all this starts, kind of. So... Basically, the qu the comment says, I'm genuinely curious about what D&D &D entails. I've heard good things about it, but never specifics. I have no idea what the Dungeon Master does, what the parameters of their work is. I have no idea what there are for stats customization, even though I've played oh, all these RPG points games before. And, like, oh, man. And he's <laughs> heard, like... question. <laughs> he says, I heard there is, like, a map, some books for reference, and some dice for RNG, but that's about it. <laughs> I mean... All right. For well, every D&D &D game, there's only one campaign and there's only one map. Uh, and you pick one of three classes. You can either be a bowler, uh, an umbrella smith, or a lollipop salesman. And the idea is you need to go around and find all the treasure <laughs> that was left behind by your great uncle, Schmedley. Yeah. When I'm DMing, you are a lollipop salesman. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna remake your character. You're going to be you're going to be a commoner lollipop salesman. Everybody else gets to be barbarians and shit. You're no, the lollipop you. salesman. I Good be luck. A lollipop salesman. <laughs> Good luck. And you can only buy lollipops. <laughs> you can only buy lollipops because why the fuck would a lollipop salesman have armor? <laughs> no. Could I could I be an arms dealer, but I only sell actual arms? Yeah. How are you gonna get a good supply of arms? Cannibals. Yeah. Because then I can just okay. slap enemies with arms. Okay, anyway. so for an so actually for real serious non-bird answer, 
Um. Okay. That happened. Uh, I just saw something else. Okay, so D and D is a loose set of rules that most people tend to ignore, but like, it depends on the the edition you're looking at. Let's let's take fifth edition because it's probably the best for most people by now. Um, there's the player's handbook, DM's guide, monster manual. Those are the three books that you pretty much need to play. Uh, luckily there's like a system reference document online, so you can actually get by without any of them if you're really, really like You gotta know what to look for. Yeah, it's 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 hard without them, but Mm -hmm. it's useful. But usually, uh, you have one player, one player, one person being the (laughs) dungeon master. Uh They are the game. The players just kind of interact in the dungeon master's universe. So, imagine if you're sitting at your computer, you have like a vague idea of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And your computer's actually a person, and he's telling you what you can and can't do. Yeah. So it, in the in-game explanation and, you know, the way that the Monsters, game is designed... Monsters, combat, yeah, well, everything. Is that, is that the DM is God. Like, yeah. Alpha, Omega, God, God. Yep. At the end of the day, so, like, DM... I mean, uh, Dungeons & Dragons is, like... It's, like, half a game... But more importantly, it's like half a collaborative storytelling experience. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it's, it's like. like. You're all getting together, not just for the interest of winning, but because you all want something cool to happen, basically. But you mm-hmm. all, but and in order to make that cool thing feel worthwhile and like it matters and why anyone even cares about it afterwards, as opposed to just saying, just making shit up on the fly or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you have that really complicated set of rules because that creates a world that's concrete. And when there's rules... Yeah then there are constraints and there's things yep. that can be expected to happen and then that makes that creates a situation where when something unexpected or really lucky for example happens there's context for it that gives it weight so like you it yeah. creates these life and death scenarios or complicated problems for you to solve so that there's stakes and reasons to work together and re- and w- and all the ingredients you need to basically lead to like a story happening and like something that you would actually talk to people a- about afterwards and say like that time that that thing happened and you have like these actual memories as a result because it was something cool yep as uh, opposed yeah, to like, punching a guy for 500 damage and he falls over and then you win yeah that's boring <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just reminded me of one of my favorite uh, items ever gotten a campaign could hold an infinite number of things, but it could only be corpses and like whatever they were wearing and whatnot. That's, That's nice. glorious. That's horrifying. <laughs> it was horrifying, I know, yeah. but like oh, every time head. we killed something, I would just cram it in the bag. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we murdered a whole town, and I crammed the whole town's worth of people <laughs> into the bag. And, and I slowly switched the character over to be evil and a necromancer. Like, and, when and people, so, yeah, I would just going. upend the bag on enemies, drowning <laughs> them in like rotting organic matter because you know there's diseases smell and whatever so at one point we were fighting something really hard and i'm like no you know what i'm just upending the bag and then i animated it and they just died because they couldn't move because it was just a sludge of not good that's the grossest fucking D &D story i've ever heard there's a reason why i don't play (laughs) necromancers but it was awesome what makes what makes D&D really special is that almost everything that's memorable and interesting out of it is entirely an emergent thing. There's yeah. not, like, any point where you're ever forced to, like, play a game, per se. Oh, like, yeah. it just kind of well, happens. there are. I've had, I've had DMs that have been, like, yeah. so rigid to the rules that nothing interesting happened. And, th- so and those are DMs that don't understand what, what D&D is. Yeah. Basically. Right. Yeah. But the point I is that it's supposed, to, it's supposed to be structured enough that you have the freedom to do 
whatever. Like a good example of D and D and how it can be better, for example, than video games was actually uh, Wander and I were playing uh, Divinity: Original Sin last night, and there was a guy who needed to escape a jail cell, but he's too he's been he lived in there so long that he's grown since he went through the door originally because he's an yep. orc and he can't get out. I teleported him out, and he disappeared, and the game broke. Well, he wanders around for a while, being like. I can't wait until I'm free and can see sunlight. Yeah, he was still As talking he's like he was still outside stuck inside his cell. Like he walks by a bunch of imprisoned people, and he's like, you know, I wish I could freedom get out will of come cell someday. <laughs> and then Keith, Keith, like turns around to figure out what I'm doing. Turns back around, and the guy's gone. So we like yeah. walk outside. It's like, is he here? No. Like he was literally he just walking, disappeared from he the was universe. In Wander's direction, <laughs> and I walked down that hallway and just hit Wander without hitting him. And I'm like, where'd he go? He just blacked yeah, out of existence. Gone. I think one of the things that really makes D&D work in ways that video games can't work is that D&D feels like it has a lot more permanent consequences. You know, with with uh, a video game, if the main character dies, that's the end of the game. You just try the level over again. But with a D&D campaign, if somebody dies, you incorporate that into the story and you move on. And <laughs> that makes stuff I get real angry really when matter. my characters die, though. Because yeah, it's it usually because of bullshit reasons more yeah, than anything it, else. It's usually, usually if a character dies, it's because the, the, the DM messed up. So, first first time I ever played 3rd edition D&D, we were playing. We were pretty close to the rules. I have a barbarian. Dwarf barbarian. Massive amount of HP. Like, really tough dude. Gets critted by a battle axe. All of his health gone. One go. Dead. Yeah. I was just sitting there, just like... Eyes blank. This is like me, uh, third grade. Just uh -huh. like the world well, is they, hell. Well, they sent someone too strong for your character to handle. <laughs> it was a goblin. Like, it was a goblin with a battle axe huh? using two hands. It was so <laughs> bad. I had you know ten sessions into one character, they just suddenly died of mummy rot. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, all right, I guess that's over. Take a bath <laughs> or something. Guess I'm oh, making see, a new I had one. The, I thought I had that happen to my character, except for. Isn't there, like, a rule that you turn into a mummy if you die of mummy rot? I think I it was know. contextualized differently for me, because I think people okay. have even said... People have told me since then, I think, that mummy rot's actually supposed to take a while, but I was, like, dissolving to dust it's in the real moment, slow. basically. So, like, oh, I, think, yeah. I think the mummy rot... Unless your constitution was wrong. three to begin with. No, because I, like I was, like, a melee character. <laughs> yeah, that that Oops. would not happen, because I think Is mummy it, rot's I mean, if you have take. a constitution of three, can't you, like, not move or anything like that? No, uh, constitution of... <laughs> even if you get a constitution of one, you're fine. Constitution okay. of zero, you just you die. Gotta die. Yeah. Yep. But I thought that there right. were some consequences when your constitution got that low. Like, you weren't nope. able to move or something, but... Okay, no, you just... Not. You just suck. You just... That's you just, it. <laughs> like, you just have, like, a no moral backbone. Like, actually, well, I think I have a story that sort of wisdom. shows what was interesting about D&D &D to some extent. <laughs> And I was making I, I, a very, I, very stupid joke. Did okay, I tell continue. the scorpion thief story last time? Because we told the don't thing. Know. We had so? a few discussions about D and D last in the first episode, I think. I don't think I, I told think, this one. Though. I mean, I wasn't there for the first episode. Right. <laughs> so. Two of you weren't there. Yeah. Uh, I guess Wander, tell me if you've heard this one already, because we, uh, we were before before we start. I just like to um, mention. Um, Mummy Rot is 1d6 constitution damage every minute. Oh. That's so, pretty fast. Uh, that's pretty fast, but okay. that's not that You fast. can work with it, yeah. yeah I, I don't think, think, I don't think anyway. we had anything we could do about it, unfortunately. Yeah. No one could heal you? Uh, I don't uh, think you, you can, to I don't think you can heal it. I think you have to get rid of it. Yeah, you, you can't 
you can't heal it normally. We're talking about characters that probably had like 24 hit points total. <laughs> Oh, mm. so it's kind of a big chunk of health, of health there. Yeah, it's a, it's uh, a really big uh, disease to have that early on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got sent against stuff that was way too strong for your characters to handle. Like D and D is is a it's, it's interesting because it's so systematic and so rule driven and has so many mechanics to it that it can it can give weight to basic interactions that otherwise if you were just like telling a story you could be like nah i got a super shield and whatever like two yeah. people like <laughs> like kids pretending to shoot each other in the field or whatever mm-hmm. that's kind of mm-hmm. what D is like though except like you just have to follow the rules of the dm yeah well yeah. except like all the all your special tricks are on a, on a sheet of paper and predetermined so like even if people yep. don't know about them they were you the d like the dm knows about them because you were like making your character or whatever right, that's actually right. a fun thing to do is keep secrets from other players about how your character works sometimes <laughs> But like Paul there was there was a cool scenario where we were all in a jungle temple for some important quest reason for the main story, and I just kind of left and took a different path <laughs> because I was a selfish character and kind of a racist and just wanted to profit off of things. So I just went on my own thinking I could find something cool and no one would know that I found it. And I found this giant vault-looking room after several empty rooms, and I, at this point... Imagine like a giant Mayan temple, and I'm basically on the opposite side, opposite side of the entire floor plan, where where no one would ever know where I am, basically. And I find this this ajar this ajar door that's huge, but I can't open it for some reason. Like it's just slightly open and it won't move any more than that, and I can't really see in the room. So I kind of stumble over the pile of crap in the middle, and I'm just stealthing this whole time, so nothing would hopefully see me, like doing sneak checks and all that. And when I enter there, I'm inside the room. I get a good glimpse of what's there untold amounts of treasure and also the biggest fucking scorpion that you could ever invent for like a fucking mega shark versus mastodon movie or whatever the fuck like a mm-hmm. scorpion that's so impossibly huge that it couldn't even leave the room at that point and at that point i'm like well crap i'm in this room that thing's there i'm pretty much not interested in any of the money anymore <laughs> so i'm doing sneak checks to try to leave the room again and just get the fuck mm-hmm. out of there I literally get just outside the door and I fail a sneak check like at the last second where presumably like I've now like I've knocked something over or had the stepped on a twig step or a uh, mm-hmm. fool of a took why don't you throw yourself in next time to save us the trouble type moment and uh, so the scorpion notices me and one of its big ass claws sticks through that gate and grapples me and there's mechanics to deal with grapple checks and everything so like this is all mechanically Grappling driven. Grappling is so much fun. So we're doing all these crazy dice rolls of like how much damage I'm taking each turn basically as it's basically crushing me. And it literally goes down to the moment where I have like negative one hit points, which means I'm unconscious but not dead because you die at like negative 10. And yeah. yep. it, it has a critical fail where it actually loses its grip on me and I slump onto the floor where it can't reach me. And so my character is now this unconscious character lying just outside of this chamber of this massive scorpion that can't leave. <laughs> And I'm completely isolated on my own, completely separated from the entire party. And it's just this entire scenario that's insane that you could only establish with this crazy rule set that like makes everything so systematic and interesting like that. And then so then eventually someone found me on the ground, but like that, that's the <laughs> kind of cool shit that like Yeah. There's so many elements there that are just nuts. And it really it stokes the flames of your imagination to use the stupidest phrase I could come up with you get more you, you get way is. more nervous about dice rolls in that game than anything yeah, else because do. of how much 
not even just like a matter not a, it's not even just a matter of like the dice rolls being random leading to cool things but like usually it's not that many dice rolls determining the end roll result can, like, or something. One can mess up the cool thing that you've been trying to do for ages. <sighs> Absolutely. Yep. Like as opposed to Final Fantasy where you you hit a boss 500 times to finally take it down, a mm -hmm. lot of things in D&D &D are like three rolls basically. <laughs> Yeah, like, they can yeah. Be over so much it really faster. depends on the yeah. character. Depends. Like mm -hmm. my character's uh my current character in the campaign we're doing is a wrestler, and so like his entire point is to just grapple somebody into submission and not let them ever act. But of yep. course, every once in a while, I get like the natural one, and then Bird gets murdered by a horse. <laughs> that did happen. And, yeah, that did happen. It was. It sucked because, like, you know, my jobs failed, and the rest of the party is not <laughs> optimized for combat. And then you so... guys switched to, to Dark Souls Two and got murdered by more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's why I became the horse catcher. <laughs> I'm glad you were. Uh, you were slowly accepting this fact. It's a spin-off channel origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. All God, right. So we got another God question. Damn it, Wanda, if you I'm want it. If uh, it is. If you could live as one character from any game ever made, which character would you live as? Huh. Yeah. One character in uh, any game? Um, Pretty cute game, or question. I'm trying to think of a, a game that where the world isn't at, at stake. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Or if it is at stake, you're not really that, I don't know. In that I, much I, trouble. I guess I would be Cooking Mama. Why? <laughs> 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 Because she, her life sounds like it kicks ass. Wow. She's just cook all day. That sounds like a work. I don't want to do Bird work. Bird just wants to be a domestic housewife. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. No, I'm just saying, you have the least chance of getting your ass handed to you if you're playing Cooking Mama. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Cooking Mama. Well, I mean, I'm going to be Lara Croft or Nick, Nick Drake. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be heck, Gordon I'm Freeman. And I'm going to get shot 7,000 times. That sounds great and die. Yeah, sign me up for that shit. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon, wow. Gordon Freeman would be kind of butts. Yeah, it would. It I mean, would, imagine wouldn't just it? communication problems when you get married. <laughs> get married? How would you even do that? You can't propose. I they do. Uh, the, Alex would propose, and then it would kind married. of all, <laughs> the cutscenes would kind of take care of itself, as it usually well, you can does. Never, you can never acknowledge that you want to get married. Yeah, they would just hand you, you a button nod. to say. Press this button to say yes, and then you would. Oh, you could it. just wave your crowbar vaguely in their direction, and they'd take that as a sign. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, there's Doctor Hit there's Alex Doctor in the face games. with the crowbar to propose, <laughs> but softly. I would unlike the unlike everybody else. You <laughs> yeah. just biff her softly, and I'm she's invincible, so it doesn't like, matter. Like what? What character? I don't know. I'd probably just be like Bigby Wolf from Wolf Among Us. I don't. He gets oh, you real play, fucked like, up though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at least he I get to like kill so people. Up. I don't know. I, I get I get good things at the end of the day, though. You and know, I get I've to read smoke... so far of the comics. He doesn't have a great future <laughs> coming out for, <laughs> yeah, for a while. That's not true. He gets to smoke cigarettes, kill people. That's good enough for me. That's <laughs> all I know. He has a lot of bad. There days are in his better future. characters for that sort of business. Yeah, he can yeah, be the, the Hotline Miami dude. He yeah, smokes a, a cigarette. That's that's lame. Uh, a. I mean, you could be snake. Snake smokes a lot. That's true. And, uh, hell no. But snake you have to shove the cigarettes up your ass first. I'm trying to think also, of like, what, like... what, what's some what's some game that has like a happy ending, and everything's pretty cool for a while after that game, and it ends with like someone getting born. Because that's the person you should be. <laughs> it's like just be that person <laughs> in, the new, in the new perfect world um, after all the bullshit happened. 
Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. You could be the dude that gets born at the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Except for, like, you're probably you a demon baby and world? everyone hates you. Well, or, I guess, why don't you just be You get be to live in a garden for the rest of your life. Fucking be, sign me up. Uh, just be <laughs> the kid at the end of Mass Effect 3 that's getting the story told to him. Oh, Jesus. The distant, 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 distant future of yeah, question mark. whatever. Uh. <laughs> There's no problems no more. There's literally no certain factors there except for that somehow uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin's still alive, apparently. What? Uh, the uh, yeah. the ending monologue is of Mass Effect Three is a story being told to you by Buzz Aldrin, like the act he actually is the voice actor uh, of the character. Oh, oh, the voice actor. I was like, I, I was did really I miss that detail. Yeah. yeah. There's no good answers to this unless you pick like a casual Wii game where everything's perfect all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be uh, Mario. Because con- <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean that wouldn't be too bad. He doesn't seem to ever actually get hurt for realsies. Like he gets well, like well, pretend hurt. <laughs> I want to be Ash Ketchum, because I get to capture uh, all the Pokemon and be a Pokemon <laughs> master. And everything attacks you? Yeah, yeah and you live in a world with no adults. Yeah, but who cares? You get to beat all of them up with monsters. People on the street assault me. I wouldn't <laughs> mind being like Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia. Things went pretty well for one. him in the end. It's real good. I would be a printy. <laughs> wow! Oh, you're dead. I mean, I mean, it, it ends quickly. <laughs> I suppose. And relatively painlessly, probably. Wow. A, a, a marine from Starcraft. If we're going for people with a lot of longevity. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, why don't you just be like the SCV guy? Oh yeah. I'm just sitting here SCV, wishing that there was. SCV, good to go, sir. Oh Jesus! I'd be Pequod. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't. Quad. There's not great people to be in video games. No, video Ever, games don't generally have everybody. Like, yeah. yeah, you That's... can either be boring or dead. There's really nothing in the middle. I mean, such a huge percentage of video game characters have their their deaths cemented in stone, basically. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, you could be the princess from Braid. Oh, like, oh yeah. You got you got a stalker for a little while, but I mean, then you get married to a Donkey Kong looking <laughs> knight dude, and it works out. Someone's suggesting I could be the arc, someone on the arc in Soma, without spoiling anything, because that's that's really tough to get into. But you don't want to be anyone in Soma, no, no matter the context. Why, why would you no. want to be anybody in Soma? There, even the people in the arc, even like without even saying what any of that means, there's no good in Soma because you still know things that are awful at that point. I want to be the guy who's not has no association with any of that crap, but still Jesus. living in the world of Soma. Yeah, that's like, not great, Andrew. Like, you could be Earl Harbinger, Ugh. leader of the Monster Hunter International and Chain Smoker, no. badass in a bulletproof Minotaur hide. Dude, that guy works like so hard though. I don't want to deal with that crap. Just I, be the main ooh. character of a dating sim like Hoonie Pop. Oh no. yeah, that, that's, no, that's no. less effort. Wait, but if <laughs> that he does less that, at if all. he does that, then he will transcend YouTube because apparently that's what he's good at now. That's true. He would uh, get sucked into the TV screen. I I would probably promptly kill myself if <sighs> like I ever was in like cartoon. a if my life. That's like that is an anime series called like a uh, Data Live, where like a guy has to deal with Monster Girl, like not Monster Girls, but like these crazy powerful girls and like the way he deals with them is like somebody over an intercom tells him gives him three choices to pick from just like a dating sim and i was like that would be the end of my life i would just be like i'm out nope i'm not gonna deal with this it's like it's like hit on the crazy chick you're like no i don't want to do that yeah hit like, on her <laughs> that's not a good idea guys tell her her boobies are wonderful 
I'm sitting here yeah, looking up what... Assassin's Creed characters to see if they have if they had good lives. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. no, they're all historical figures no, who ended up great. dying. Like Da Vinci dies when he's 67. I'm pretty sure people were mad at him or something. I, I mean, people were really mad at Da Vinci <laughs> and like everybody. Everybody yeah. in history was mad at everybody. That's true. Right now, the present is always the best time to be alive, no matter yeah. when the present actually is. <laughs> I think you honestly yeah. chose pretty well when you said cooking, mama. <laughs> I think, yeah, everyone's shadow over birds. But, idea, dude, you, but... don't, you don't get to go home, though. That's your life. Ever. <laughs> like, every day of your waking moment is cooking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's I crap. that part. Like, I, I don't want to do that. You don't even get to eat your own food. You just get to make it. You just have to make food for this invisible deity and a camera. Can I be, like, can I be Zack in Dead or Alive Extreme? Isn't that the dude that just owns the island? Yeah, he just yeah. owns Volleyball Island. But, he just but owns doesn't, everything. Doesn't like the second game end with him like getting exploded or something? I don't, he survived I don't, it. We don't need to know he that. He survived it? Oh. Yeah. You can't thought, kill Zack. He's in every Dead or Alive game. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. Okay. They'll run out of black I, people. <laughs> yeah. The only one. one. Wow. He's the one black character. So they can't kill true. Him. Yeah. Unless I don't know if Lamariposa is black or or uh, or uh, or Mexican. You can't really tell because they I, all have they all have generic anime faces except for Jack's except for Zach's very black guy face. <laughs> so he can't really tell. Because <laughs> Zach looks exactly like. Uh, who was that guy? The guy, it was the black guy that was in action movies in the 90s where he had like green hair and shit. Like he looks exactly like Oh, Morgan like Freeman. Or no. Chris Tucker? No. <laughs> Talk about Chris Tucker? No. We should that was just... the 90s and 2000s. This is, da- this is dangerous. Let's just stop it. <laughs> Let's stop this with black people. <laughs> I am lost, but Are you that's talking about okay. Jackie Chan? Yeah, nailed it. Congratulations. Yeah, black, yes. B- yes. Jackie Chan. He, Jackie Chan was born a poor black guy. child. Yeah. That, was the only, that was the only black guy in Rush, right? Yes, he was both of them. Anywho, so <laughs> I mean, wow. any 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 character that is like functionally immortal by the end of the game would be pretty great. Yeah, or has like some kind of respawn mechanic that you can just totally abuse. Super Meat Boy, the nameless <laughs> one from Planescape Torment. That worked out well for him. Jesus, I don't. Any game with Torment in the name generally <laughs> generally yeah. not kind of high on my list here. They're making really? a sequel to that. Landscape Torment's a really, really good game. Oh yeah, There's absolutely a, new Torment a good game, game but I don't want to live in it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to live in it either. Because <laughs> the game ends with the main character going to hell. And oh, hell shit. is literally just yeah. beset with an eternal war. If you could be any <laughs> if you could be any video game character, what would you be? Uh somebody from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> Where they keep remaking me until I lose track the, of what man the... what human human means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No thanks. I've yep. never played that game. I haven't either. I've really heard old. enough about the book it's based on to yeah. know it's horrifying. They made the game worse. They made the game be, more yeah. horrifying. I want to be the kid from uh oh what's it called um Heavy Rain. The kid that <laughs> did. I want to be the kid that didn't die. So you want to be so you want to be kidnapped like, for like a few weeks. <laughs> what? You want to be kidnapped for a few weeks, basically? No, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I want yeah. to be kidnapped for a few weeks. But then, like, you also you get, can you're die fine. in that game. You can, but, you know, the the right ending is the one where you save them. So. Literally every I character. Be... That's the good thing about that game is at least by the end, like, every single character <laughs> can die, which is kind of cool. I want to be the chick from Clock Tower. 
No, oh, God. No. <laughs> I want to be no. the, the scissor guy from Clock Tower. <laughs> yeah, no. I want to be the Clock Tower from Clock Tower. Because <laughs> I don't have to deal with any of your guys' bullshit. I just sit there and go, bing, bing, it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do we want to do anime follow-up before this gets out of, more out of hand? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> sure, sure. So how far did you make it through the recommendations, Bird? Uh, I made it through Gangsta. All right. That was the only recommendation I remembered. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, I, I genuinely don't remember if the other recommendation was during or after the podcast. Yeah. Did you watch anything, Wonder? I tried watching Gangsta. Did wasn't you... that wasn't that excited about it? Okay. So okay. So Gangsta, and it's been a little bit while because we we took like we took recorded our last episode ago. like three weeks ago and I, and I I watched it immediately and to, I would have been yeah. on time if we had watched if we actually had recorded another podcast next yeah. week after oh, that well. but uh but we didn't well, we had basically, Christmas and whatnot with yeah. Gangsta I was totally sold by like the animation and the tone and voice acting mm -hmm. and so on like I liked that I especially mm -hmm. got a kick out of like the uh like the protagonist or sort of main character there's kind of two or three it's hard it's a little hard to nicholas to say who yeah, specifically is. it was extremely yeah. cool like nicholas is a mute well like he's not mute he's deaf and just chooses mm -hmm. not to speak as often as possible because he can't enunciate things well and he just kind of sounds dumb when he speaks so he just usually doesn't yeah but, like he's a really well like he and his and his uh sort of brother like adopted brother basically at that point mm -hmm. uh they're like these nicely developed characters and then the show introduces a little bit of a threat of like basically everyone like Nicholas is being hunted by, down by some organization and that organization isn't is barely even targeting him but just everyone else more more so and then you know by extension eventually him basically yeah all the and tags. then the show ends <laughs> forever yep yeah and then the company that made it goes so, out of business yeah. so that's the only unfortunate part is that it is just a one and one and done Kind of thing mm -hmm. and not even uh, that but the, it doesn't even have like a finished arc no like uh, they start it, a big conflict and then it's such a cliffhanger bye. ending that yep. it in, literally involves both of the main characters falling in two different contexts and then mm -hmm. cut to credits and it's never coming back <laughs> yeah yeah it was intended to have two seasons and did not get it yeah um so if you want to control but, it, finish the story you have to wa read the manga as it's going basically yeah you can and the mm -hmm. manga is still ongoing you can read that uh mm -hmm. And it's they've I mean, gone it, through about five plot arcs at this point. You know, yeah. the stuff that's introduced in the anime is all tied up in the manga. So if you really wanted to go find it, then there what's, you go. What's frustrating? I I found myself comparing Gangsta to Firefly, not like not not like in like sheer quality or anything, but just that like. But in the cliffhanger, they sense. both have like yep. a thirteen episode thing where they introduce some characters and they give you they start giving you some backstory in those characters. And a few characters interact certain ways. Maybe someone dies or gets betrayed or whatever. And then there's kind of a conflict a little bit. And then it just no episodes ever again. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not even that it gets interrupted. It kind of never starts having a driving force for the story in a weird way. Which is a weird thing to happen. Yeah. I've only seen it a happen lot in those of... two shows, basically, where like they, like Firefly doesn't have a plot, basically. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gangsters Which is very sad. <laughs> it sucks. It, is, yeah. it, is. it sucks it for both of them. They're quite both a lot. things that are so set to make you care about all these characters and its world and have like a cool premise. And uh -huh. it's all set to start its story. And then it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a, I, think it is... I really liked Gangsta. Mm -hmm. um, but I hated its intro. The character of Alex really, really, really just like never did not get on my nerves. 
I hated the way she was portrayed the entire time. Oh, the uh, prostitute character, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was I'm just I'm bringing so up the much wiki of like to this... tell who people are. Yeah, it was. It was so much of like she's so she's like a prostitute, and then like she basically like gets saved from like the life of being a prostitute or whatever. And it just strikes me as being like a really, really, really weird representation of like sex workers and prostitutes. And it it kind of just portrays her as like this broken, damaged woman the whole time. And I thought that that was a little bit like I don't I know. Found, I found that she was too much like uh, Jubilee, basically. Like, yeah, she gets saved by true. the main characters at the beginning of the first episode, mm-hmm. and those characters have a whole established story and organization, a way they do things day to day. And we're getting thrown in with no context, so that character. Yeah getting explained stuff is the whole reason we know anything that's going on exactly like but as she's a result, supposed to be the person we identify with yeah but as a result yeah. just like jubilee she's in every she's kind of just in every plot point all the time without and having much reason to, to be there yeah and so she mm-hmm. just kind of stands there and looks surprised by stuff a lot mm-hmm. and so they, they, they don't in the context of just the anime at least they don't get a chance to make her really do much besides yeah. be this like girl that doesn't wear that many clothes and is kind of having PTSD flashbacks over what happened at the beginning and it's like yeah, drug stands around she, induced flashbacks or something it's really she, kind of strange yeah they, they, she, kind yeah, of, uh, they have like a made up drug that makes you think you're that makes you go insane and kill yourself yeah basically. she's like hallucinating while going it's through a, withdrawal of like it's this like weird, super heroin yeah. yeah it's a drug that it's supposed to keep you complacent to like mm-hmm. your pimp um yeah. but there like she becomes kind of more important later on in the manga like there's a mm. lot more going on with her because as you saw like at the end of the series like it shows her brother joining up with the uh one of the mob families uh-huh and so like there's stuff that goes on there but um yeah for the most part she was just kind of like she was just there because she just you know needed to set up for a payoff later and that you know, because that never happens. It's yeah. like, well, why is this dumb bitch here then? Like, she <laughs> and, didn't do shit. And the uh, the singing sequence with her at the party was really cringy too. It was really forced. It was like, yeah. let's so just forced. Give you it was something like, to do. It was like, oh, she has this beautiful soul that's been like hidden and repressed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and it's really generic. It, it was really generic and cringy. I will say that between our viewings of uh, of uh, One Punch Man and Gangsta. I've gotten real familiar with the use of the phrase Chotomate. Because they use it every 10 minutes in every episode <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Like oh, I'm wait, starting, what, from, from what anime? Fr- there's certain phrases that are used so frequently that I'm just picking up yeah. on them constantly. Yeah, you, you, the is ones used you'll learn, in, like in the best ones are like... Gangstan. It's used like three times per episode in One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, like the best one is like Bakemono... Uh, uh, I, I totally like, don't pay attention to the actual Japanese so much, so you pick up on yeah, it after you watch these... it for so long. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, for me it's not. I'm not picking up on sentences. It's just expressions you hear so often uh, that you can start hearing it. Like yeah, Jesus Christ. is one of those. Yeah, uh, if you watch I Kaiji, love that. if you watch Kaiji, you hear Baka now like every five mm. minutes. <laughs> every five minutes, like Baka just Baka. over and over again. <laughs> and then Zawa, 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 Zawa. What about uh, those? Are, that's the best. The like. What is wrong with this guy? He's got like a demon whispering to him every time he thinks about anything. It's like I gotta go to the bathroom. Are we talking about Kaiji right now? 
Yeah, I guess. I had to look it up because it was apparently it's a word that the manga artist uses nonstop in the original art where he just keeps writing the word Zawa over and over again yes. in the background. And it's like a tension <laughs> sound, basically. Yeah, but it's they, a, they it's took an it literally when they made it an anime. So you just hear these men, like a chorus of guys in the background going, Zawa, 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 in the background whenever tension happens. Yeah. And then it's... the words popping up on the screen and everything's going purple. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. I know the word opi now. Well, yeah, who doesn't know opi? <laughs> I mean, especially after One Punch Man, he literally wore a sweatshirt that says opi with two and tits on it. And a picture of boobs on it, yep. yeah. I, you can buy that sweatshirt, actually. Oh, you can? That seems yeah, you, nice and perverse. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. I just we never like, contextualize gangsta. <laughs> What well, do you mean? I mean, it's an anime. Yeah, if, if you're watching this much still, uh, it's basically X-Men, kind of. It's, kinda? Yeah, it that's a fair characterization. Yeah. yeah, it's got its own made-up world that's kind of in the past, like, like pre-computer type setting, where the type of place you'd expect people to be driving around with Tommy guns and shit like that. And yeah. uh, It takes place in, like, 1920s America mobster world. But yeah. it looks but like with, Venice. like, fictional districts and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but it takes place in, like, Italy... And yeah. and there's like super people that are like drug induced superhumans. Yeah. And yeah, it's like there yeah, there's a lot going like the, little... the opening sequence is animated incredibly well. Its animation yeah. is as good as its music is bad. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's kind of the downside. It has a fantastic intro that has terrible club dance music with uns 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 going on and some auto tune, mm -hmm. I think. And I'm like, why is oh, this man. happening to me? If, and if then you look the entire the... soundtrack in the actual anime is <laughs> that over yeah. and over again. Yeah, the like, uh, Nicholas uh, Warwick. <laughs> another another one that has an awful like a new one that started this season is called uh, Dimension W. It has one of the, like the I most, like, like that one actually. I, the the opener though is like I totally agree that that would just be something I'd hear in a club. It just yeah. sounds like club oh, yeah. music. Mm. Though like, to the, be fair. They just have the character blank face dancing. Right? Like that it's one like, guy. I was, I was really upset that that was like 30 seconds into the opener, characters just doing a dance. And I'm like, Get no, the I fuck was out totally okay with that because it was really? completely out of character. So it's just like this ninja that's, guy that yeah. like hates robots and he's just like, I'm just going to dance. Like, that's I'm like, really so, out of you know character okay. for him. Should but we watch like, that all, one next then? Uh, there are only two episodes right now. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. It just so, aired. Yeah, it just started airing. I like it, but that's just because the main character is interesting. I mean, he's pretty much Ninja Batman, sort I of. I mean, that's a good reason to watch something. It, well, like, I, I like just because I like the characters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've been reading it, and uh, it's I mean, it's good. The only problem with it, uh, I would say, is that there's a. It's like it has this weird. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It has a really hard to sell plot. Like it's not. It's kind of like have you ever seen like Psychopaths or Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. I've seen Ghost in the Shell. It's kind of like that where it expects you to be like, look, you're either going to put all of it in or you're not going to like it. It's yeah. like you got to be really into this story or you're just going to hate every aspect of it. I really like Ghost in the Shell, so anything that even comes close People usually feels pretty like good. People should like Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. They, they should. <laughs> it's, it's probably like the most intelligent anime that exists. Standalone <laughs> Complex is phenomenal. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Ghost I mean... in the Shell is up there with Akira and that it's like if you want to familiarize yourself with anime... Oh, Kira is like watch this. <laughs> Those are like the three unanimously positive things in anime, or like that everyone kind of agrees on, right? Or like Ghost in the Shell, Akira, and uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, uh, any like basically any Miyazaki movie, people just go like, "Yeah, oh, right. that's good anime." Well, yeah, like, yeah that's, uh, that transcends the anime. The one was bad. I didn't the like that. The wasn't that great. Uh, yeah. I think like I honestly, I just got done. <laughs> I actually just got done watching uh, Grave of the Fireflies for the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and that one's just brutally sad. It, it's they brutally are. sad. I don't. Well, okay, Grave of the Fireflies is like. You need you need to set aside some time to process yeah. that one because that, that's like, the Adam Bomb um, movie, right? Yeah, that's that the, is. yeah, that's uh, the one that that's like that's Japan's perspective of World War II, and you're like, I don't even need this right now. <laughs> like, my, <laughs> yeah. my life is going good. I don't need to be brought down <laughs> by your sadness. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, I would say that like Miyazaki films, I think that they're beyond like what I would consider anime. Just because, like, yeah, he is. He's when just I think Japan's of anime, Disney. I think of stuff that's like the, mostly yeah, the, made the, the for Disney TV of anime, right? And serialized. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's the he he is yeah. He's Walt Disney of it. anime. Yep. I, I mean, would say that he's come into his own beyond well, that. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, that yeah. like growing I mean, up, I, his idol was Walt Disney. Analog. Yeah. 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 An analog. That's a good way of putting it. So, am I the only one that watched Kaiji out of this group? Besides the fact that Andrew watched it presumably before. Yeah, they're recommending in the first place. I haven't watched it. No. So to 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 explain what the show is, uh, Kaiji is a show about a guy who basically he like I think he like co-signed on a loan and inherits a huge amount of debt. Basically, when that person defaults and gets pulled into a Hunger Games style thing where like rich people pit poor people against each other to try to pay back their debts. Where half the people mm-hmm. can try to, where the uh, the end result is basically going to be that half the people are going to uh, be resol- have their debts resolved, while the other half are basically just going to be even worse off and get pulled into like indentured servitude to p- to work off the rest of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like you you have to take on debt to join the uh, to join the Hunger Games. So like on top of the debt you already have, you have to take more debt. Out. Yeah, you have to borrow the money that you're going to gamble in the in the in the gambling for the. The, the competition because instead of Hunger Games where you're fighting to the death in this one it shows it starts off with what they call restricted rock paper scissors where everyone gets rock paper and scissors cards and you can you go around the room and you can challenge people to matches of rock paper scissors where you play a card against your opponent's card blindly and the moment you play a card it's gone forever and so there's a set number of, of cards of each type in the room so it's a mixture of like gambling and statistics going on and all these mind games and people trying to figure out ways to like play everything against each other in the room and it's like the premise is interesting and i actually like i'm into the story and, and how they tell a lot of the things and like how it pays off holy fuck does it have the worst pacing of a show i've seen in an eternity <laughs> because is it slow or it, what it gets slower every episode mm. like every episode to the point, like, and it gets to the point where, like, every, like, every additional, like, each challenge or scenario they set up for the show tends to last, say, five episodes or or more. Like, the first one's probably the longest one, and then the rest are, like, anywhere between three and five episodes for a while. There are individual episodes where one move happens. Yeah. In the entire mm. episode of 20 minutes. Yeah, the pacing, the pacing is tough. That's and the episodes, And the episodes, like, aren't even 20 minutes long in some cases, because... They will spend sometimes three minutes of the episode having the totally pointless narrator recap the events of the previous episode hey, in excruciating uh, detail sometimes. That, that, narrator, uh, that narrator, that narrator's got such a good voice, though. He's got a great voice. <laughs> you could delete him from the entire show and have no effect on the show. 
Well, that's Because he literally yeah. will repeat stuff that people say to the point where at one point Kaiji says, I'm mad! Or he thinks that or something, and the fucking narrator says, he's mad! And I'm like, god damn it, narrator. And yeah. then he, and then he uh, says something so else, good. and the narrator repeats him again, and I'm like, narrator, you're so pointless, go away. <laughs> I love that narrator, he just comes out of nowhere and wastes time. Yeah, he just he's says like, stuff that Kaiji people already say. He, like, he, re- he repeats and explains the stakes of everything that you already yeah. know again. And like, I it's mean, like, it's, god it's, damn a, it. it's, an anime, it's an anime for kids. You know, kids are dumb. But it shouldn't <laughs> be, because it's horrible and graphic and terrible things well, happen to people yeah and it's brutal I mean, and like, like van helsing shouldn't be for kids but yeah, it is for kids it is one of those, it's definitely <laughs> one of those things where this is only for kids in japan yeah this comes yeah. to the united states and it's going to have a very different rating because you know, people it, are people are getting like limbs taken off or they're dying horribly yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's not really a, it's interesting because the the other the like the other series that that same person did called uh, akagi is like it's so much uh, opposite of that, where it does like it's all about mahjong. But if you don't know mahjong, fuck you. Like it's not about you. Man. And they won't explain. They they won't explain anything that's going on. Like he'll do some crazy move, and you're like, how did he do that? And you're waiting, and it goes like, yeah, I win. What what did he do? What was his move? I don't get it. And it's like the announcer's like, I, imagine, I just, imagine yeah. if like Yu-Gi-Oh was like that or something, where it yeah, didn't bother like, imagine, to try to sell the toy. Yeah, like, like basically, basically uh, imagine if you if you're watching like a Pokemon battle and then yeah. like no one's explaining that Pokemon are doing moves, you just see Pokemon attacking each other and then one wins, and you're like, I don't, what happened? Like, I, I don't understand. Do they just beat each other up to the end? And like, like I knew nothing about Mahjong. By the time I was done with it, I still knew nothing about Mahjong. Like, wow. <laughs> like I like somehow Joe and Kel like actually took a book and learned Mahjong while I was like watching this. And like at the end, they were explaining moves to me, like, "Oh, I know how he did that. He did that. You know, it's worth three points." And I'm are like, "Are you serious?" Like, I was like, "Are you wow. guys kidding me? I don't know. That's three points. It's just fucking three peacocks. Like, what is that supposed to mean to me?" <laughs> three that's, goddamn that, peacocks. That's basically there the you opposite go. of how most anime treats those types of competitions, where they usually they yeah. usually abstract they, it. Yeah, but but like, there's always still like. They, but it still has the weird tension pacing, so it's like mm-hmm. the, everybody's like looking at each other, like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah. and then someone's just like, huh, huh. <laughs> it's is like, that okay. the one where the character has the massive freaking nose? Yes. Okay. Yep. I just think I've seen stills that from that. The massive then. nose that's not from Kaiji. Uh, no, yeah, from same guy. He's uh, also got Akagi, the giant nose. A, he just likes noses. The Akagi then. guy looks the exact same. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the Akagi oh. guy just has white hair instead of uh, black hair. So, like, it's weird. Like, I think I would almost recommend Kaiji because I like the story and where it goes, and even especially its ending. Like, I think it actually nails how to end that kind of story in, in season one and have it actually be, like, character-driven and based on what you know about an existing character and what's going on there. And it it's actually manages to be tense because all of the consequences for screwing up are so bad in most yeah, cases. Yeah, it's, it's there just, is a lot I of I wish tension. you could watch it on double speed without fucking up the audio. <laughs> yeah, because uh, man, it, it, it it's is like so it takes way too long for every episode to happen. If you read the manga, it's a lot shorter just because they don't have I to deal with the so. superfluous Mangas bullshit. Mangas are almost always a lot but, shorter than their yeah. animes. <laughs> but it, so it's just really it's a, unfortunate. It's a 25-ish episode series that should have been one of those 13-episode series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's, what's, cra- what's weird, one thing is that... Uh, it ha- like I, was, I wanted to bring this up when we were doing the intro-outro thing earlier. Like, 
Kaiji has like one of the best intro and outros I've seen in a show before. Because it has oh, this, it yeah. has this intro music sequence that is straight up like this. It's this. It's it's garage rock and it's all shouty and like punk music sounding. And it even ends with like a series of shouts in the song that are actually voiced like mouthed by the character on the screen. And it all works. It all fits together perfectly. And you see the it fits the frustrated sent uh, how frustrated the protagonist is throughout the entire series. And there's a very somber outro song that looks like a, it sounds like something you would hear during like a Tarantino film, like a like it'd be a, like it'd be background music for a scene of of Kill Bill or something. And it's just yeah. and it's these nice little atmospheric videos. And what's baffling about that is that season two rolls around, and suddenly you have screamo metal music that's followed that goes into super auto tune territory with a terrible <laughs> intro. And then the outro of, of Kaiji Season 2 is some character that looks like it's probably a guy in drag trying to flirt with Kaiji and they're having quirky scenes or something and it has nothing to do with anything I've seen in the show so far and completely yeah. contrast the tone. And I'm like, what did you do? Did like Season 1 not quite do well enough so they completely panicked and like tried to like like cap- like cap capsulize it better with a different and much worse it's... intro and outro? <laughs> It's an unfortunate thing where like uh, they there is only so much music that they can grab for anime. Oh god! So sometimes like oh, when they're uh-huh. sometimes they just go like, look, we need a new opener for this you know anime. This is the kind of music we're looking for. And then if you get oh. like one or two responses back of like, I got the screamo song. I mean, that's all I got. And it's like, eh, well, we'll just roll with it. Fuck it. Like that's yeah. It's like if you that's why you'll notice like uh, you'll see a lot of animes that don't even don't even like. Uh, like there's certain animes like one like like One Piece or Fairy Tale where they like change their openers like every arc, and like you know yeah you, you're big you can have the money to do that but then when you have smaller like an like smaller animes you'll notice like music is so drastic between seasons you're like who the f- what the fuck happened and oh yeah like uh, Attack on Titan season one and season two oh yeah very different one is that like, super iconic song that everyone thinks of for Attack Attack on Titan and the other one was like a German anthem. I think yeah, it was just basically which, a really boring German anthem. Yeah, it was, and it's like, like for me, yeah. like I'm used to the J rock intros that happen all the time, where it's like, oh, it's fine, and it's like, like catchy Death enough, and stuff. but you kind of get yeah. past it. Like the slightly worse versions, it's, all these intros that are basically like slightly worse versions of what Fullmetal Alchemist has, basically. But the original Kaiji intro stood out to me as being up there with like. The Ghost in the Shell intros are like these are so different from anything I've seen in an anime intro that I'm like it's gonna stick with my in my head as like this thing that like was the exception to all the other anime intros and then they yeah but unlike Ghost in the Shell where they did a another song from the same artist and wow look at this uh, Kaiji just says fuck it <laughs> yeah they just go um, to one of the worst intro songs I've ever heard <laughs> another one that has a really good intro song that fits it really well even though it does not look like it at all is a uh, Watamode. Um, if you look up that, it's I wouldn't recommend watching it because it's definitely not something you'd get a kick out of. But um, <laughs> the opener for it is like when you're looking at it and you're looking at the character in regards to like the song, you're like, this is such a juxtaposition, but it like it fits so well uh, with just the animation that's going on the opener and the, like everything works so well. That's like this is a really good opener, but like everything just feels really weird about it at the same time because it just doesn't look like an opener that would be playing during this character being here. But yeah, yeah, so are, yeah. That happens a lot. Do we want to try to pick a new anime? <laughs> so um, somebody in my chat proposed 
a idea for an anime. I know Chad has said the words do ra 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 ra. I'm trying to process no. what exactly Bacano. the hell they're saying. Bakano is pretty good. The money of soul and possibility right. control. <laughs> no. I don't know what these um, words mean, man. C is kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it, it's weird. Um, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, Mushishi. Mushishi? You want to do Mushishi? I mean, it's, my, I, it's just my favorite anime. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't yeah, know. Don't be afraid. Well, <laughs> Mushishi. I feel like I should be afraid right now. No, Actually, Mushishi, Mushishi is really, is like, it's really tame. Such, yeah, it's like basically if you want to kick back and just chill out for I'm seeing like images 30 of minutes. of a guy with white hair in a forest that looks like he That's hikes. Mushishi. Yep. Yeah. And it looks, like, like, the, it looks like the exact art style from Gangsta, actually. Yeah, it, it does yeah, look it super does. similar. Berserk? No. No. That'd also be really long. I do want to watch Berserk at some point because it's the inspiration for a lot of stuff in uh, Dark Berserk. Souls. It's literally and... why Dark Souls exists. Yeah, Dark Souls yes. and Dragon's Dogma okay. both take a lot of stuff from Berserk to the point where there, yeah. there, was, there was two Berserk Dragon's armor Dogma sets in Dragon's was Dogma. Written. Dragon's Dogma was written by the Berserk author. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Berserk, the, the Berserk guy is really amazing but also the shittiest person on the planet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he he like so okay here's some backstory to berserk is berserk's on a like a, a kind of hiatus kind of not hiatus and it's been like that for oh, like yeah, we no we last episode years. we covered the uh yeah, the horrible schedule of berserk this, no i think we were talking about hunter x hunter but then compared it to berserk as similar but yeah maybe yeah yeah, yeah. We, had a, we had a like ca- the, we had a calendar involved that fucking guy i hate him yeah that was so hunter much. x hunter but yeah <laughs> Every every season, I see a new show by him, and I'm like, "Why are you making this moe garbage bullshit? Stop it! Make your berserk. It's so much better." And he's like, eh, eh, "It's hard, hard to think of a plot." Like, yeah, I know. Stop like resorting to They're cute girls doing cute things for like a year and a half I mean, or something like that. I think that's the problem that the Walking Dead author runs into is he's like, "This yeah. thing's still ongoing after all these years," and he's like, "Trying." I think mm-hmm. that only one issue comes out per month. Of that of that comic because he's trying to figure out where the hell to make the whole thing go next. I'm I mean, looking at some stills from Berserk, and this is Dark Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. Ye- yeah. My understanding <laughs> is that Berserk <laughs> like, is to Dark Souls what Warhammer is to War- uh, Blizzard. Blizzard, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blizzard Entertainment, basically. Yeah. yeah, like you there are, there are like direct uh, enemy comparisons yep. between like there the demons from sets. Berserk. Although I I uh, don't think that Dark Souls has a rape horse yet. No. 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 Berserk well, still goes. Unless it's Ludwig. Ludwig. The answer is yes. Well, yes. <laughs> I suppose they they have a lot of thunder attacks. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it was a it was a more metaphysical rape. Yes. Jesus Christ. We got we spent like three hours there specifically just to get bird through. Oh yeah, it was really cathartic to watch. That's good. I warned you guys, and it was nice to see other people suffer. It was actually it surprisingly like it. easy on my end. It only took a couple of tries, and then just oh, the yeah. bird the problem side that we had was, just... was no, uh, internet issues on my end. Because when it came my turn to get through that area, that's when my internet started having the problems. Right, which that was it... the issue. Yeah. Hey, uh, Wander. Yeah. Are you watching uh, a Jin? No. Okay. I was curious if you were going to pick that up or not. Uh, so I actually haven't really gotten into this. Ooh. Uh, the answer is yes now, but um... yeah, Ajin, Ajin's really cool. Ajin's such a really cool concept, but it's the only thing I don't like is the anime is does that like weird 3D thing. Oh, well, they're yeah. doing that in Dimension 
uh, M as well, or Dimension or, W. Yeah, Dimension W has it sometimes, and Berserk, the new Berserk series coming out is going to be, like, full-on 3D like that. You know the one that's really weird that I didn't like? It was, like, Bada Baka or whatever? A BDBR or whatever? Oh, shoot. Let me look this one up. It's one of the it's one of the new new uh, seasons. I was trying to watch it and it was awful. But oh, um, it's from this season. Yeah, oh. it's from this season and it has. Uh, oh god, the rape horse! No, please. Oh god, oh, what's it called? We're just sharing oh, horrible berserk images now. Apparently, no, um, I was gets... okay, but not seeing this. I mean, <laughs> that's, like, that's, like that's berserk. Apparently. Like berserk starts off. Berserk starts heavy-handed as fuck. Like, you start berserk and it slaps you in the face. It's like, you're in the wrong house, bitch. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, okay. That's what Dark Souls does. Yeah. It's like, please forgive me. I didn't know what I was stepping into. It's like, well, you're in now. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, that's what it's like seeing the asylum demon. Like, you yeah. picked the wrong game. <laughs> it's like, well, can I leave? No, no, there's no leaving. <laughs> you know what I want to get into? Uh, and this is stepping a little bit away from. I want to get into being anime. a millionaire. Oh, but uh, I just, wanna... <laughs> just to go back to my point, uh, Bubuki Baranki, that one's all in 3D and it just messes with my fate, mm. my mind. Bubuki Baranki? Is that what it's you really said? It's really bad. I'm sorry, yeah. I just saw the link that, er that Andrew posted. Where is this? <laughs> he posted oh, yeah. a link that says, women putting herb balls into vagina to detox their rooms have been warned oh. of danger. Oh, yep, yeah, I saw that earlier yeah, today. I was that. just like, oh. I was on Reddit and I was oh. like, <laughs> yeah. oh. Where'd you I was find reading this? That, I was like, like, R slash not the onion? Yeah. It was like top yeah. of all, so. <laughs> oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh man, yeah. I don't want to read this the one. Bookkeeper. You know, another, like, I'll say another one I'm watching that's complete utter trash is, uh, is, uh, D uh Dagashi ka uh, Kashi. Dagashi Kashi? Hmm. It's like it's just about some fucking. Oh, kid that who, one! I read the manga yeah. for that. That was the aura like, that Bird gives when you could literally be making stuff up and he wouldn't know the difference. I'm just, actually no, I'm just listening. That's yeah. just me saying, uh, please continue. So here's actually a, a I don't know if it's good or not, but uh, Grimgar is Grimgar. a new one this season. All of Should the I backgrounds are watercolor. <laughs> <laughs> like the I'm plot, just saying the plot's kind of. The plot's kind of meh, but. I would recommend at least taking a look at this one. Uh, hi to Gensho no Grimgar. And just watch like three minutes in the middle. And just look at the backgrounds. They're gorgeous. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I love yeah. how I can just type in complete shit into Google. And it'll always translate it into the right anime I was looking for. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's is, usually how is, anime works. This is what I type. The internet's filled with thousands Here, of Americans that don't know how to spell animes. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for an easier way to find it, just go there. That's what I typed in. All right, so we should reel, we should reel this in right before thing. it keeps going. Well, Gr Grimgall, oh, uh, it just got sucked in by Grimgall, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I typed in Grimgall. Not oh, even Jesus. it's Grimgar. It has an R. At Actually, the end. it's well. They, remember they um. Oh right, right. Yeah. Interchange okay. L's yeah. and R's, so yeah. it's the same. The it light does, novel I has trouble. That also translates over Wait, into writing. Did someone just did someone just recommend the melancholy of Haruki Har or Haruhi? Uh, oh, yeah. People no are saying a lot of things. No one's going to start that. No one's yeah, gonna somebody did. No no Suzumiya no, no. Har... <laughs> Haruhi. No, no, that's no, the melancholy of Harui. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, don't don't start Harui. Don't do not do that to yourself. So are we going like to watch it's... Mushishi? Oh, if you guys want to. Is that what we're doing? Try, try an yes. episode of it. See if you I, like I it. I think it's it's chill enough that you might enjoy it because there's not... it. There, uh, I can Nothing confirm... Happens. 
I can confirm that nothing is like really boring or bullshit about it, but it's uh like there's no like a obscene plot you have to like follow in characters you there have to like There is no really... plot. All of the all of the episodes yeah. are completely standalone, which I actually really enjoyed. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a basic it like br- yeah, it's a basic of brew yourself a cup of tea and just sit back and relax and have a good time. Like Nice. All right, so our, our anime shit. book club of the week is Bushishi this week. <laughs> yeah, man, I I feel bad because like you guys are recommending anime. I just I've already watched all this shit. <laughs> well, that's well, fine. This, that's going to chances happen. are you've watched all of it. Premiere. Period. The whole point of this yeah. is basically like Bird and Keith learn learn anime. Is <laughs> pretty much anime. what this became. Andrew, haven't you been watching the premiere of every season of anime for several years now? Yeah, I've literally watched like the first season of everything that comes out. Like my anime yeah. list is awful. My anime list is just full of such garbage, <laughs> but it's yeah, that's my life. What do you want, dog? But so this us, is it's an a anime. wild new adventure. Where you going to recommend us stuff so we don't have to look through it all? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, <laughs> so this no is girls' bravos for you. But what I really want to get into is the Zatoichi films. You've heard of these, right? So no. So, oh, it's a it's a series of films. There's they've been making them for like. Three, I don't know, but four I just years or whatever, it and Google corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars a. Uh, it's about a character who's a, a samurai who's also oh, a massage oh, therapist, and oh he's blind. No. <laughs> oh no! And it's about him just like trying to do like martial arts shit, but like he this... just keeps winding up in hijinks because he's still a really good martial artist, but he's still blind. Yeah, I got so... three. I three cut, got three cutscenes in, and I'm like, I mean, images in, and I'm like, is this this is a comedy, right? Probably. Oh, it's definitely yeah. a comedy. Kind of. It's a yeah. comedy. Uh, an- another, another really fun one to watch if you want to like a, a way back, like really crappy Japan style television is a uh, look up Kikaider. Kikaider. Oh yeah. <laughs> so garbage. Kikai. Kikaider. Isn't that a Sentai? <laughs> Kikai. Uh, it. Get, well, I think there, cause there's an animation. There's an anime of Kikaider, and then there's a live action of Kikaider. Oh my god, what am I looking at? Right? Oh, Kikaider's <laughs> what the amazing. hell is this? Kikaider this is looks, awesome. Yeah. Is this... Sp- it's, it, what? It's is, in the time of, like, old, it's by the same guy who made, like, Ultraman whoa, it's, uh, it's and... Sen, what's it called? Sentai? Sentai, yeah. yeah. Sentai, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's basically by the godfather of all, uh, like, Ultraman-esque kind of heroes. Yeah. He looks like a this French This is definitely flag. an Ultraman thing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so fantastic to watch. He like cruises around in a motorcycle and just like jumps off the motorcycle and it just vanishes, just gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> and he just transforms in midair and kicks someone in the face, and they're just like, "Get Kaidar!" Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're only listening to this, imagine something that looks like a Power Ranger, oh, but God. it's also a robot. Like it's like they took two Power Rangers and cut them in yeah. half and put them together. I'm yeah. watching the first episode and it's awful. They made the floors out of styrofoam <laughs> just so they could break through them. He looks like a, he, yeah. definitely, he definitely looks like a Clockwork uh, Clockwork Power Ranger. Yeah, that's a great yeah, way of weird. putting it. I'm currently I'm watching on YouTube right now. There's season, there's episode one. Oh God, Jesus. the actual like this is a costume for build. season one. Oh God, yeah. Oh sweet Jesus, this is terrible looking. Oh yeah, this it's, guy's a Power what? Ranger built oh, by Harley Davidson. You know what? I've got display capture for this very reason. Oh no, you're welcome. My you're face welcome, cam Internet. is now becoming Kikaider. All oh, right, no. my face cam is now becoming Kikaider for the rest of this episode. <laughs> His motorcycle has a sidecar that's four times bigger than the motorcycle. And it flies! What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yes, I love Kikaider. Uh, Kikaider's great. The best how, part how is Keith, have this Keith many is damn forced to use pits. my face cam for this one. That so we good, get yeah. Kikaider in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then the video gets taken down forever. <laughs> By obscure if Japanese this, company. If this video is up on YouTube and hasn't get gotten taken down, I think we're safe. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. So this has been our third podcast. Yeah, I guess this is Kikaider. We still don't know what to call it or what its structure is. Kikaider cast. But this is happening. <laughs> oh. I can't tell if the actor can see things. It looks like he's watching. It looks like he can't. I don't think he can. I think he's completely uh, unaware of what is going on around him. He's just imagine, punching and kicking. I imagine you can see very, very vague shapes, and there are people just off camera that are just like, like gesturing which direction he needs to run and pose at next. Yeah. I think they take the face off for all action scenes and have him face away. Because I don't see it's... the glowing eyes in the action scenes. It for the most part, I think what they do is they just have he just has like a headset and they just say like go left, go right. Yeah, know, that's roll. what it, that's what it looks like. The way he moves is it's very reactionary and sudden. Yeah, like it's, I like it's the someone... camera here. It is totally just like a dude with a camcorder sprinting around <laughs> in the field. <laughs> yes, it's so shaky. Old school really shaky monster movies. <laughs> It, yeah, it's basically like during that era when everything was done like filmed in some weird uh, like empty parking Gravel lot pit. and yeah. like uh, the budget was like 30 bucks and like weird everybody had to bring their own supplies like it was fantastic uh cardboard ninja oh no these special effects are amazing I Thanks know that we need to formally end the episode, but I can't it's... stop watching Kikaider. <laughs> God damn it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I recommended it. God damn it. The, podca the podcast is over right now. <laughs> it's, it's it's a visual tour de force, man. You just it's... like, you don't even need to have the sound. You just watch and it's wait, just like, wait, stuff oh my keeps God. happening that's beautiful. The villain beautiful. died and they dropped like electrical junk, including the covering for a light switch. Yeah. That had been spray painted. <laughs> I told you, it's just a bring your own shit to work day. <laughs> I just filmed it. It's and then fantastic. he drives away in his dinky little motorcycle. His motorcycle is the shittiest vehicle I've ever seen. It's fantastic. For a superhero, quote unquote. <sighs> this is great. Uh, I'm not watching Musishi, I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs>